Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Last episode, having returned to the college from your adventures in the Underdark, you reported in to Professor Isambard, who hired you to go into the Underdark, and supplied him with various maps and bits of information on what he might find there, and received in exchange your pay, which I'm sure was very exciting for everyone. And you had some discussions about where to go next, and what to do when you got there. Um... And whether you were going to go on a heist for a helmet to take back to Browelgren, which you concluded, not right now on the heist, I think is fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, so that being the case, what would you like to do instead? We should first check out the cost of using the um, transportation circles Mm -hmm. so that we know how much we have to spend. You can, with a little asking around, get yourselves directed to the the teleport site, uh, which is a a large paved square near to one of the city gates, but inside the walls. There is a central circular, um, like a pavilion, like just a roof held up by columns around a circular cover that is just set into the floor it's it's just a standard like heavy wooden and like made like a big door but it covers a 10 foot radius um this presumably has the receiving circle underneath it there are also a couple of less covered uh circles that are just plain dark stone set into the paving uh where leaving like where, where the circles can be drawn to let you teleport out because that's how this this system works is that there is a permanent circle that receives and knowing what it looks like under its cover allows you to teleport to it or teleport other people to it but you can depart from anywhere because you draw that circle yourself so this this uh bit of the city has facilities for both those things uh, there are various wizards who will make themselves known as they're in uniform. They're clearly working for the the city because this is a a municipal resource, and it is very easy for you to get a list of prices. It's basically a flat rate. It's one hundred and seventy gold to open the circle. There is a limited number of possible destinations because. The wizards who are working here do not have knowledge of all the circles in the world. So I have sent you a map of teleport destinations, which contains the ones that you have access to, which is broadly the big cities on this continent, 
plus uh, Telverum and Capena, which are two of the largest cities on the eastern continent. So for the princely sum of 170 gold, you can get a six-second window through in which to run through the teleport circle to reach your choice of Rusmuth, Holster, which is in the flat, Aster, Markwall, Vanguard, which is the city down in the south, Capena, or Telverum. I think we're pretty happy we're going to Vanguard, right? We we kind of established that. Yeah, well, that was the plan you had, yeah. 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 We don't want to go on a big um, long ship journey. However, first, I think we've got we're flush with cash and we know that you know, you can't just draw everything out. You have to reinvest into your business or or adventure as the case may be. So I think we probably want some time to Wander like around, to relax a little bit, and do do a bit of shopping, maybe. I think I think I think you you are very welcome while you are in this lovely wizard city with the magic shops to do a bit of shopping. That feels like a good idea. I think I'm keeping my eye out for anything horsey because because my horse has been a bit of an issue. I've got this horse. I've got I've got special class features that let me deal with a horse. I've got a lance. You've never seen my lance. It's great. Yes, but the actual. The transportation horse of the horse has been a problem. You think, you think, in many respects, the horse, <laughs> the horse transports itself. It transports itself. But it turns out that's not entirely necessarily true. <laughs> okay, so you are looking for horse things. Do the rest of you have items in mind while you're here? Uh, I will be looking for um, either some new boots or. Some magical jewelry. Okay. Either of those are. Um, you will be able to find places that that are specialising in either of those things. In in apparel. Magical apparel. Mad, yes. Yeah, because because this is wizard town, rather than having a, a lot of settlements, if they're big enough to have a magic shop, will have a magic shop that sells you components and potions and enchanted items and special commissions and it's all the same place in pral it's more like there's an apparel shop and there's a weapons shop and there's an alchemist or three so you have a wider range of things available to you anyone else while you're here or is it just just those two i would like to look at find a good deal on a spell scroll yeah, I'd also, I'd go along with Maynard for uh, spell scroll hunting. Spell scrolls, okay. So, Trix is going to be the most interesting in terms of things to find, because... Is there a department of horseology? <laughs> 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 department of equine studies. What I'm asking is, is there a 4-H program at this <laughs> university? No, 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 you want Maynard's Polytechnic for that. <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. Should we take a quick trip to uh, wherever it is? I've forgotten the name of his... Rusmuth. Agricultural Magic. <laughs> the Rusmuth College of Agricultural Magic. It feels both mean and unfun to make you roll investigation checks to go shopping, because, like, if you fail, then that seems just mean and boring. So... I will say that you can you can ask around and do your shopping and find shops that will sell you uh, your items. And I don't enjoy haggling, so I'm just going to like give you prices. Fair enough. 
Okay, so, Ember. Price-wise, your things are all uncommon, I think. Mm-hmm. So, one of your uncommon items is going to be in the region of three to four hundred. Okay. They're all going to be a similar sort of price. So, it really comes down to which one do you want? Okay. Uh, hmm. Do you want to move on to other folks and I will make a de- decision? Sure. Um, Ember um, has Ember has seen several shots and is thinking about it and tagging along with other people while they make their decision. Sure. Maynard would like to look at the cost of some first level spells. Okay. Probably only four yeah, one, a first maybe. level spell scroll would be say 200. I can do that. In which case, I think that I will take Misty Step if I can find a place that finds has that. That that seems like a a fairly fairly ordinary sort of spell that I don't think you need to persuade me into. I think nothing is horribly broken by you having Misty Step. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and uh, an additional uh cosmetic thing mm-hmm. that uh, he wants to, he wants is that he has this uh. A helmet of tremor sense. He'd like to get it fashioned into a circlet. Okay. Because it's a bit awkward. Doesn't like wearing helmets. His head's too small. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I assume you would like this done reasonably quickly. Well, before we leave Prowl, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're in a terrible hurry, though. No, that's true. Um, basically, there will be some labor costs. Um, you you can find someone with the enchantment skills to make that adaptation, but it is quite a major adaptation. Um, it's not like take this amulet and put it on a headband. It's quite a lot of actual forging work will have to be done whilst maintaining the delicate enchanted bits. Um, so to get that kind of skilled work done in a reasonable hurry, let's say fairly arbitrarily, let's say 30 gold. I can do thirty. I can do thirty gold. Yeah, excellent. And it will not necessarily be a pretty circlet, but it will be something you can wear as a circlet rather than a thing that covers your whole head. Cool. It'll still like basically that. be kind of dark metal with dense inscriptions on it. Sounds badass. Black iron crown of seeing like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it even more. Cool. Okay, um, real. You also yeah. wanted scrolls, I think. Uh, yeah. I actually, he uh, he is going to look at browsing with Maynard and notice the high prices of just the level one spells, and he's just gonna kind of maybe not, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe he'll shelve his shopping for a time when they have a little more money. Okay, look. Ember is still deciding between fancy boots or fancy cloak or pretty ring. Yeah, I think they have decided that they don't want to mess up their armor by getting boots that don't match, but they could use a cozy cloak. um, Warm and stylish and make them less clanky. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're going to go with. Okay, and that's another uncommon. So again, that's mark off 350 gold for your... Cloak of Elvenkind. 
Ooh, okay. Which leaves us with Trick and their little horse problem. So there isn't problem. really a shot. Actually, I have a very large horse problem. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. There isn't, there isn't like a shop front. In Ember's thing's easy. Maynard and Rails, we want to look at scrolls is easy. You can find shops selling that. There isn't really a shop for horse problem. This is discrimination. So <laughs> instead, you you do some asking around, hmm. and are directed to a farrier within the city who, in addition to reshoeing horses when required, has a certain amount of very specialist items in stock. Uh, and what, what you are offered for solving your horse transportation problem was not made in Pral. It is, in fact, an import from the uh, much more practically oriented Rusmuth institution where Maynard studied. But it is essentially a horse collar. It will do the normal horse collar things. But mm. it will also, once per day, you can activate it. When activated, it will switch the state of your horse from horse to small statuette of horse. Now or see this. Oh, or reverse. Now that sounds a lot more useful. Yes. So once per day, you could either... You could either turn the horse into a small statue that you can carry, or you could turn the statue into a horse. I'm so relieved to hear that it works the other way around as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is a one-off. My problem wasn't, your horse. <laughs> my problem wasn't, I have this horse, and I would like to... <laughs> I'd like to not have a horse. <laughs> the, the big limitation on it, besides the once per day, is that it doesn't... It doesn't turn the horse into anything other than a Monday horse that can be put in stasis. So when you pull the horse out of the stasis field statuette it will be in the same state as you put it in including injured tired hungry really pissed off <laughs> you know it but does it not solve make the horse really pissed off it does not make the horse really pissed off um but it doesn't like solve your problem of needing to feed the horse occasionally you know it needing to rest it if you've fought with it all that kind of does stuff it also transform the horse's tack yes all right the horse and things it's wearing but not things it's carrying that sounds very reasonable. That's fine. I'm accustomed to carrying the saddlebags. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that sounds good. I should. I should probably add. Um. Uh. What. What sort of price are we talking though? Actually. Probably. It's probably a little. A little less. Sort of. Commonly available. Mm. Because the. The use case is basically. I want to do a lot of traveling on boats or through teleport fields, mm. and also take my horse. Which is your use case. Um, that is. Or underground. Yeah, but it makes it a more specialist item than just, I would like to be warm and quiet. Mm. Um, I think this is probably going to come in around the 500 mark, but that will include what my modern sensibilities want to describe as installation. Ah. Mm. This is the sort of thing to which your horse needs to be attuned. Your horse... It's very hard to explain that to the horse. Hmm. We encountered their foreign issue. Ooh. I've got some splint mail I could flog. I'm not expecting to trade it in at the same place. I can't imagine there's the same place. It's probably not the same place, but I expect you can probably find somewhere that will purchase splint mail off you. How much can I flog splint mail for the notional value of it, just 200 gold? 
Um, given it's used splint mail, 150. Mm. That seems pretty reasonable. I'll, I'll do that. Um. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give that person like a suck of the teeth and like, well, I don't know, 500. That's a uh, it's not the sort of money I just have lying around. But I mean, I've got I've got a few things I might be able to shift and. Um, I mean, you know, presumably the guy, presumably our our our, our guy, uh, he or she says, um, or they, was he? I seen the person says all oh, six hundred, and they're like, after after I've after I've his 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 doing my teeth at them. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she does. She 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 also says, you know, I can I can put a hold on it for you for a couple of days if you need to yeah, go yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> And I will flog my um, I'll flog my spent mail, and I will spend three hundred and fifty net. Okay, that works out. Uh, I don't believe anyone else in the party is desperately wanting some spent mail. So. No, because everyone's got currently at least as good as on. Okay, so you you purchase this very fancy horse collar, and you know you you bring your horse to the farrier because you do not personally have the skills to cause a horse to attune to what is functionally an amulet. Like, you could attune yourself to it. <laughs> Wait, hang on, are problem. you suggesting that should I so wish I could, I could put this horse collar around my shoulders and beat it and turn into a statuette? You might have a great deal of trouble turning back. That's not, that's not chance. <laughs> it, you, the, the, the farrier suggests that you should not do this because it does not come with a guarantee that you'll be alive afterwards because the thing about horses is that unlike people they don't have souls so the things you can do magically to a horse without killing it is probably different to the things you can do to a person that has a soul without killing them if you accidentally kill yourself by trying to turn yourself into a statue using this horse color there will be no refunds (laughs) do you think anyone has ever said that sentence before that may be a unique sentence. <laughs> there follows this this involved process of you know, daubing your horse with various colours of paste and paint in complicated arcane curlicues, um, which after a, a initial dubiousness, the horse is reasonably willing to stand still for, because it's not like it hurts, it's just sort of getting finger-painted. But after a, a solid sort of 10 minutes, 20 minutes of painting the horse, um, your horse is returned to you. Um, it says leave that paint on for an hour before you groom the horse or try to turn it into anything. And the collar should have activated. Will do. If we have... Um, if the statue gets broken, I think... The horse will reappear, but sounds reasonable. Um, if it gets totally pulverized, maybe not. I don't know. But in theory, if you break it, you should get the horse back. But then it will still be broken, right? And just, I feel at some point I will have needed to establish how do I, how do I actually affect this change? You are provided with a command word. A, hey. what's the command word? I think the command word should be Bucephalus. 
Oh no, wait, that's the wrong one. I was trying to think of the one that was um Nero's horse. Never mind. Bucephalus is a pretty good one. Cup. Oh, Bucephalus was Alexander's horse. Pretty good. Oh yeah. Incit oh no, it wasn't Nero's, it was Caligula's, it was Incitatus or in in Incitatus. I don't think Caligula was a role model, but if you want Incitatus <laughs> to be your command word, you may have it. Caligula wasn't a role model, but Incitatus was. <laughs> Congratulations, you now have a statuable horse. Hmm. That's pretty good. All right, well, that kind of puts pay to all of my shopping, because I've just... Um, spent all your money. Just spent all my money. I might send, if I can, I might send... Um, might send 50 gold pieces home. I think you can do that. Um, and I'll take out whatever fees for courier fees out of that, because, you know. Yeah, probably, like, it's not having to go that far. No. Because you're pretty near to the forest still, so. <clears throat> this is a small envelope full of soil samples. <laughs> I'm not saying it's funny. Full of very <laughs> heavy soil samples. <laughs> That go Damn right. Damn right to ask questions. <laughs> ben? Mm -hmm. I made a mistake. What'd it do? Um, Misty Step's actually a second level spell. Oh, well, you can't have it for 200 gold then. Um, how much more gold would it be? It would be 350 gold for a second level. I mean... I spend that. I mean, I, I do have that, but also... Hmm. The transportation works out to about 34 gold per person if we... Yeah, if we split it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In that, in that case, uh, please take my extra 150 gold. Mm -hmm. Well, it's more that you deduct it. I don't actually have like a GM pool of money that I have to take off you. It's... it's... <laughs> I have an infinite yeah. pool of gold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, I can't count. What do you say that? I divided 170 by 5 instead of by 4. That's different. Uh, yeah, the horse does not have uh, pockets to put money in, so the trick just has all of the horse's money. 42. <laughs> hmm? 42 and Okay. Trick has done their shopping. Ember has done their shopping. Maynard has done their shopping. Rill looked at shopping and went, hmm, not today. And may therefore be funding the teleport? Yeah, he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some gold I can put towards it. Yeah, it's all right. I'll cover it. Oh, okay. Good, because I still need 50 gold pieces spare to actually put it in my spell book. <laughs> just like elbowing, just like elbowing Ember, like elbowing Ember, like he's an aristocrat, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Never pay your way when you've got a princess. princess. <laughs> I like how I like how now that we've run out of anyone who's even approximately who's actually approximately princess, we still have real. <laughs> You're still a princess. You're in the princess club now. Despite that, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's not actually a prince either. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, we have Maynard, who's something. Yeah, prince. I guess. In many respects, closer to a Disney, closest, closest to at least a Disney prince, closer to a prince, and indeed closer to a Disney princess. Wearing a I'm magical a black iron crown, which is definitely a princely sort of thing to be doing. Mm. 
Yeah. All right. Shopping done. May I assume that you are having yourselves transported to Vanguard? Or do you have other things you would like to do before you leave? Can I actually quickly sell the chainmail that I'm still carrying around? Wait, sure. yeah. We've lost track of something very important that that um, Real wanted to do while we had some downtime to relax and get our heads together and cast spells. Oh, yeah. Hey, Real. Yes. Can't put it off forever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he was having a he was having a good time going shopping with everybody. Even if it was out in the sun again, unfortunately. That's what happens in July. In, Ju- in July, I'm sorry, it's just like that. Uh, Real is going to find some moment while everybody's, you know, gathering their things and looking at the newly magic horse and uh, admiring the paint and etc. Um, to cast Sending to his father. Okay. And since you only have 25 words, I have counted them out carefully to make sure it is exactly 25 words. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Dad. Uh, we went down to Brailgren, found bodies, used magic, um, talked to Godan. She said Mom went through a portal. She might be alive. And that is all he can send. I knew. I always knew. Where is she? Can you reach her? Can you bring her back? Real has to cast Sending again, which he will do. Mm-hmm. And he says, we don't know where she is. Just that? Yeah, just that. But at least we know she's somewhere. We have to keep looking real. We have to find her. It's time she came home. He's going to use his last third level spell to cast sending one more time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, no, I'll keep looking. I'm so happy you were right. I love you. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Look after yourself. Bring both of you home. Real is just sitting down wherever he is and just like crying to himself a little bit. Ah. Love to interrupt shopping with large feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Are you um relaying any of this conversation to your comrades or should we move on? Yeah, I think Real will go out and find everybody. Um, whether they're showing off their new, uh, did Ember get boots? New boots and the horse and everything. New cloak and, and the horse is all cloak. painted up like like right. a kid has been at it with the finger painting. Real kind of looks askance at the horse for a minute, more than he normally looks askance at the horse because great now it's now it's painted for some reason. And okay. uh, you walked around with like a giant eagle chick for God knows that how. was that was. Everybody's would... giant eagle chick, and also Ember's specifically giant eagle chick. That was not Rills. <laughs> I think also, I think also, ethically speaking, that was its own giant eagle chick. Well, yeah, that yeah, also true. It was not a pet. They were not a pet. Not a pet. It was more of an orphan, really. It was more of a <laughs> just kidnapped an orphan and then carried it around into battles and dungeons with you. It was fine. Okay, Rill Rill tracks the rest of you down. Okay, well, now that we have everything together, I um, 
I, I uh, cast sending to talk to my dad um, just now. How'd that go? Uh, it was. It, it was okay. Um, he was he was glad that she might still be alive. Um, we're gonna keep looking for her, obviously, but right now he has more resources for that than I do. So. Were you not going to try sending to her? No, I. They had. They they tried to send to everyone after. I mean, anybody who they couldn't count for, sending, scrying, anything that they, anything we had on hand, but nothing worked. So it was just assumed they were. I mean, dead. might have changed. No, it's not fair enough. It, it just seems to me like it. It costs you nothing. It's true, but I I can't do it today. So maybe maybe tomorrow I'll try oh, sure. just to see. Seems like a good boat activity when there's nothing else to do. Yeah, sure. I've been on a boat. I've never been to Vanguard. I've been thinking. I, I I was thinking we might spend a little more time just you know enjoying being somewhere a bit more hospitable, but. If you want to get on the boat right away, I suppose we can get on the boat right away. Oh. They say, slightly wistfully. I've been on boats. I know boats. Boats are fine. Yeah, we've been on boats on lakes. Rivers. And I've been on boats on rivers. Have you not been on a boat in an ocean? I mean, how different can it be? Um, fairly? <laughs> You'll see. Don't uh, worry about it. You'll be fine. I don't know how we're going to get. That's constantly reassuring. <laughs> no, it's not. This is, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been needing a way to get deal with deal with this horse situation on account of I've assumed that there will be no room for a horse on the boat. You can't possibly put a horse on the boat. It's ridiculous. Horses are huge. Mm-hmm. You put the horse next to the boat on the land. Horse pulls the boat. I suppose that. Is true for rear boats, yes. There are some boats that are big enough for horses, but they're not ones that we could afford. Well then. Okay, well are we are we hurrying off to Rossmouth then? I was thinking Vanguard actually, the shortest sea voyage. Well Vanguard then. Yeah. We could always spend a few nights there if we need some rest some more rest mm. before getting on the boat. I've never been by the sea. Might be nice to acclimate to it from land before I have to go be on it. It would be nice. Yes, we can have a, a nice, uh, a nice, a nice time by the seaside. I suppose. All right, a uh, trip to the mm. seaside is. Um... Of course, we've still got to think about passage and, and uh, payment for the voyage of the ship, but we could sort that when we're in Vanguard. Right. Right. I was going to we didn't just spend all our money on trinkets and googles then. <laughs> yes. Takes off crown. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I nearly sent myself flat broke. Um, I nearly sent myself flat broke, enchanting my horse, and then I sent half of what I had left back home. So I'm doing great. Okay. So should we go to the teleportation circle now? Let's go. Yeah. Send over. Righty.
So between you, you will need to stump up 170 gold. That's Since what we Ralph have. did not uh, spend one. anything, he will he will offer his his money bag. Marvelous. And there is a, a brief pause as the wizard you have engaged to perform this service takes you to one of the uh, the plain stone circles and draws this complex interweaving circular sigil takes several minutes to draw and looks up with the the last connecting line not finished and says now when i open it you will have six seconds to go through if anyone gets left behind you'll need to have it opened again which will cost you the same again so be ready uh, and when you land try to move off the circle as fast as you can everyone pops up in the same place all right double checking before i finish this you're all going to vanguard yes 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 right okay three two one finishes the last chalk line and the circle shimmers and you can see the the magical distortion in the air in this column above the circle on the ground and he says go 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 cool i'm already i'm already goading forward the horse <laughs> okay yep we hustle through you hustle through your characters would not have the experience to understand this analogy but you as players do you feel like you've been stretched out like an elastic band and twanged towards your destination? This is a lot less pleasant than the than the Lich's teleport was. I like it a lot less. I was really <laughs> down with teleportation and now I'm not again. Yeah. This is not as comfortable as it's advertised. Not as, it's not as comfortable. <laughs> you land without any momentum, but with that feeling in your stomach like you should have some. Ugh. The horse does not appear to have be happy about the situation. You have a uh, an irritated horse. We hurry off the circle when we get there too, as suggested. And and you can see why, because it's only about a minute later that another group of travellers pops up in the circle, and it, it's it's clear just from observation that it's it's not that there's travellers every few seconds. It's just you can never tell how long it's going to be till the next group because there's no coordination method. You just aim for the circle and hope no one is standing on it. I assume <laughs> there are circle operators sort of about at the other yes, side as well. It's like it's a pretty similar um, system to the last place. Having left Prowl, you can see right. that here there are also wizards who are prepared to open circles. Although here they're not all in the same uniform. They're all wearing obvious I am a wizard robes, but not... Mm. <laughs> I am going to like buttonhole one to ask with some trepidation. What what would happen if someone came in while while we were still standing there? <laughs> Normally, if there's room for you to fit around each other, the magic will take care of it, and you'll all just be very crowded and surprised. If you were rammed full already, that that there could be some injuries. Some injuries, you say? If you crowd too many people into too small of a space people might get crushed good to know I say kind of making a mental note not to travel this way in the future 
See, this is what happens to people when you don't have a proper logistical organizational system. Trick is forming a lich-only transportation policy. <laughs> now, liches! Lich teleportation! Liches teleport you real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you come out of the teleportation circle, which, in Pral, the square from which the teleportations were taking place was inside the main body of the city, and the receiving circle had a roof over it. Here, you are in an open space overlooking the deep bowl of a harbour, and you can see the roofs of Vanguard descending in ranks below you towards the water. And it is hot. It is bright sunny, and there is a warmth, even in just the air you're breathing, that especially those of you, in fact, all of you are either northern or from the underground, so... None of you are familiar with this kind of warmth in the air and the way it starts soaking into your skin, even in the shade. The sea is very blue. The roofs are in this terracotta tile against whitewashed walls of houses. And the whole city is built into the curve of this, this harbour bowl and climbs up the sides of the hills away from it. And the harbour is full of ships. Oh. Wow. I think it's genuinely breathtaking. And the sea stretches on just forever. I hate that. Thanks, Ben. You can see all, <laughs> you can see all the way to where the bowl of the sky forms the horizon with the sea. Oh. Is the... Am I right in thinking... Um, but the sun is also like just way higher overhead than I've ever seen it. It is. It's much more vertical than you've you've ever experienced a sun being before. That's very weird. Gosh, this just... is such a disconcerting switch. Just suddenly <laughs> hot and sticky and harder to breathe. Also, I object. We can't see the sky reach the sea. You can see the visual illusion of that effect. That's fair. That's fair. But you are indeed facing the wrong way to see the edge. Maynard is just sort of sighing and shielding his eyes when the sun is like, oh, I forgot about the temperature difference going this far. He summons a, a little hand fan to keep himself cool. How do people deal with this? I say, as we You're looking at it. He's, he says he fans himself. <laughs> Great. Why is there so much sun? Why is there just so much sun everywhere? Ah. Oh, is this how you feel all the time, Rel? Well, now it's worse. <laughs> he just like throws his hands in the air. It's worse now, somehow. I didn't think it could get worse, but it did. Well, look, once we're on the ship, we can spend as much time under the deck as you want. Okay. So, right, I suppose we start wending our way out into the town proper, right? In a general tourist mill. Yeah. And it's um, a fairly bustling city. It's mostly humans. Um, not so many halflings, as any of you is used to seeing further north. This is 
a mm. mainly human uh, city with a scattering of half elves and tieflings. The people are much more lightly dressed. So the, the fashion here tends towards loose linen trousers and tunics with embroidery around the necks and the cuffs. No one is wearing fur. No one is wearing wool because you would cook. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I've got a linen layer. It's just that it's one of my linen layers, and also I imagine it's it's probably thicker. Yeah, you, you all stand out as uncomfortable tourists in the purely physical sense. I feel wearing like full wool and armor. Yeah, I feel like almost certain. Oh, I'm not going to be wearing. I'm not wearing the armor around the city. That's a oh, that's a bit of a statement, I think. Um, I feel like the um, I feel like probably there's some shops like quite near to the circle that sell like. Have you made a fashion mistake? <laughs> yeah, the the first one you notice is actually a parasol shop that is selling these lovely. Um, you have a choice between linen or painted paper parasols. They're pretty flimsily made. Like you're, pr- if you put these out in a high wind, it would definitely turn inside out. The portable shade thing may be appealing to you. Real doesn't care how flimsily they are made. He is going to buy at least one for himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they are three coppers. All right, let's go for it. Let's go for it. That's that's pretty reasonable. We're all he buying. Looks for he tries to look for any that have like moon or star symbols on them, just out of habit. No, but he'll buy whatever. You don't find any with moons and stars on. You don't find any with dragonflies on. You don't find any with the Scourger's symbol on. All of the religious iconography you can see is for the other pantheon of gods, the one that none of you worship. Oh, right. So all of, all of you worship one or another of the Circle of Grace. All of the symbolism that you can see on both these things that are for sale and just people passing by are for the gods of the Council of Light. Oh dear. Well, at least Rill isn't a drow covered in symbols <laughs> of the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I will buy whatever plain ones happen to be available. <laughs> you can get a, a plain one or with, you know, abstract squares on or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think probably before I was. Before I think of before I think clothes shopping would make sense, you'd want to get somewhere to at least put all your stuff down and a room, you know. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe we head for the docks and see if we can get lodging in that direction. Sounds like a good idea. Hooray, I'm sensible. <laughs> it's like your role in the group is to be the sensible one. It's a whole thing. Weirdly, that was that was Terpsichore's role as well, but very intermittently. <laughs> Terpsichore's role was to be intermittently extremely direct. Terpsichore occasionally had the brain cell. Sorry, I'm just trying to name taverns in a hurry. The, the silky walrus. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you head down towards the docks, and you're keeping an eye out for accommodation and a number of the... Uh, there are drinking establishments, easily found, and a number of them also have, you know, a little painted sign with a bed on it hanging out the front. But you, um, 
like the first one you pass is called the Red Sails, and it just looks maybe like that's the place you go to get robbed. You kind of poke your head through the door and you're like, this is, mm, everyone's giving me an instant, like all the heads in the bar just turn to look at me with a very, what are you doing in our bar kind of way. I don't feel, I don't feel welcome here. Maybe we'll keep looking. So you, so you, you move on and you keep looking and, and you find a place called the Second Wind, which looks much more a actual legitimate traveler's stay here kind of a place. This is not somewhere people come to drink and also they have beds. This is somewhere people come to take a room and they can also provide you with a meal and a drink. Like the priorities are the other way around. And this one does not look like they would rob you rather than uh, sell to you. Oh, good. Now that we found one that is uh, not quite so shady, <laughs> we head inside. <laughs> okay. After making sure they have... Uh... Actually... That's a question. Do we want to make sure we have one that uh, can uh, do something with the horse, or are you going to put the horse in your little thing now, Trick? No, no, it's fine. I'd rather get the horse. Or I'd rather get the horse stable, just because I, I can't imagine it's good for the horse. It just doesn't seem right. If you say so. And like I say, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have the horse, put the horse in the statue. I want to do it when it's you know, rested and fresh and fed and so on. Right, does this place have a stables attached or it does, nearby? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, It, it, it can provide, it, it doesn't have a lot of stabling space, but it has sufficient to uh, look after your horse for you, given that you will also be taking probably a couple of rooms, I don't know. Yeah, if you I want, mean... Like a big group room or a couple of them. However many it takes for everyone to have a bed is fine by me. Like, as long as I don't have to sleep on the floor, that's a, a reasonable situation. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that um, the cheapest option is it will be to, to get a room with two bunk beds in it. Sounds right. Fantastic. Imagine if we're staying here long, then we'll only have to sleep three to that room anyway. Somebody has a, a gentleman to call him. Real raises his eyebrows at Trick. <laughs> this piece, I, I say, as, not as to if the, he had not been, as if he had not, not been uh, keeping an eye out for anything with Odysseus's uh, like face or name plastered on it as they were like <laughs> walking through town. This is me like fully embracing, <laughs> fully embracing, being fully embracing, but being both a parent and a much older sibling, and just like seeing, <laughs> can I can I embarrass real? <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to do, so the answer is almost always yes. What are you talking about? Really? Uh, uh, you staying somewhere else? <laughs> Ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you're older. No, I know, I know, I know, I know that. I just didn't know. You don't we'll talk, knew somebody who was here. Maybe he might be here. I'm gonna. Try and find out if he is. <laughs> I don't know if out of character I knew he was here, or if I just kind of like to. If I just, if in character I, I should have known he was here, but if I just like I think absorbed we knew it he's supposed osmosis. to be here. Yeah, real at least knew. So we just have to assume that real at some point mentioned this knowledge. Yes. I feel like I just absorbed it psychically from his mind. <laughs> he mentioned <laughs> it. There was a look of embarrassment. <laughs> could only mean one thing. <laughs> he mentioned it extremely casually, too casually, suspiciously casually. <laughs> 
Okay. You get your rooms, and as real, you are heading out to take a look around and see if you can locate anyone. Um, uh-huh. The, uh, what would be the word? The proprietor stops you on your way out and says, I don't mean to be rude, but if you're going to be going about the city, especially on your own, um, do you have a plain veil? Because that one will draw some attention. It's cared about that much here. I didn't think it would be. That's, I suppose I could change it, but I don't really feel like it. Well, after the war, they passed laws against, um, well, all of those gods. It, it's, it's only allowed to worship the one pantheon here. It's, the Council of Light is, is, is the patron of this city, and there are, it's, it's forbidden. Nobody said anything about that to me when we were coming here. I mean, we had to walk all the way down here from the teleportation circle. Just suggesting. Uh, don't, don't blame me if you get yourself into trouble. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of people have, um, there's bad blood still. That, yeah, there would be. <laughs> there, there certainly is. Uh, mm. Anyway, just, just a suggestion. Take, take it or leave it. Uh, as a world question, Ben, is that like a normal thing? Like, did we, in our, like, where we came from, are those laws also in effect just in like the opposite direction? Or like, how common is stuff like that? Reasonably. Um, I'll, yeah, um, so one of the reasons, so you started off the campaign in Brennerland, mm. where Eisenberg is, and part of the reason, one of the things that's interesting about Brennerland is it basically through calling um, like committees and councils to discuss and procrastinating its way through the war stayed neutral, which means there's, there's an unusual degree of religious freedom there nowadays, and you can just worship whoever. Um, uh-huh. But it is very common in the wider world for, you know, most places and most people had to take a side and some places have a you can only worship this one set some places have a this is the official religion but you are allowed to worship the other set if you want to be weird about it it's um it's the first time you personally have encountered it but it's definitely not the first time you've heard of it put it this way it's been i've never until I went on this adventure, I never really had any... Uh, I was... Put it this way, Trick is a relatively religiously tolerant person because a fair few elves worship Featherwind. <laughs> and they've yeah. had to get along with elves. But Trick probably hasn't met any priests of the wrong gods except for a couple of elves who worshipped Featherwind. Yeah. Because they're the wrong gods, aren't they? And, 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 and consider why I say Trick is probably a relatively open-minded person. <laughs> Trick is... <laughs> relatively right okay Rel's gonna go back up to the room and and he's he's in a foul mood he like opens the door too hard I can't believe this this is just put on a plain veil ridiculous these days they'll arrest you just for saying you worship <laughs> the messenger <laughs> health and safety gone mad <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, we know how uh, directly involved gods can be. It might legitimately fucking be health and safety. As an anti-lightning precaution, please do not wear any symbols of the messenger. <laughs> Insurance does cover acts of God. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I think if it's I think if it's the messenger, then you're probably pretty safe from lightning. I don't think any of the council would would strike you as lightning. Now, if the, we're worried about the earth opening up and swallowing you whole, that's more of an issue. <laughs> Look this way. This is a major harbour. Mm. Mm. But if the wind doesn't blow the right way, everyone starves. Mm. There may be a reason they like the Pantheon with Featherwind in it. Real will sulkily change into one of his uh, plain, uh, plain veils. He has to look through, like, the the three veils he brought with him, because he has, like, the fancy one, and then he has, like, two that are, you know, because he's a cleric, they're just covered in, like, one has a big moon on it, and one has, like, moons and stars all kind of scattered over (laughs) it, and he's got, like, one plain one. Yeah, he's got the laundry day veil, that's, like, (laughs) just plain purple, and no one would ever, like, like, part of your problem with, with it is... It's unfashionable. Yeah, it doesn't match anything else he's got on. It's yeah. just... Oh, he has to change like his outerwear, too, because that's all just like... He has the robe that also has moons all over it. <laughs> Listen, I think we're going to need to do some clothes shopping. Do you want, do you want we to are... bring you back something? Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> clothes shopping can be done, and you can, you can obtain yourself sets of much lighter garments than you arrived mm-hmm. in which is instantly a lot more comfortable. You're like, ah, yes, these are breathable in a way I did not previously appreciate was desirable. Previously, I would have thought of this as drafty, but suddenly... I feel a little bit like I'm walking around in my lingerie now, just like... Yes. Just like, just like, just like Trick's, Trick just suddenly has breasts. It's like, well, when you wear enough padding, everything sort of just goes round. Yeah. Well, the advantages of, of both armor and just layers. Hmm. I feel like Trick definitely gets one of the like the the they're still quite like there's like drapey wide scarfs like pashminas hmm. that people wear in the evenings. I feel like Trick is instant like yes, I need as many layers as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I need another layer. That's not what I object to anywhere. It's just it just feels feels very odd. I feel a little bit naked. So I'm gonna go swimming. Yeah, and and public baths are something you will notice on your on your shopping trip. You'll be like, oh, that's a thing they have here is public baths, and people mm-hmm. wearing no clothes at all. Okay, but as we call them, rivers. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are like colonnaded buildings with pools, and then people tend to sit around at the edge of the pool, and a lot of them are open on at least one side on the street, and they're still not wearing anything because they're just sitting at the edge of the pool. Ah. Indoor rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trick. Yes. <laughs> I know thee. And right over there, out where all out where all them big boats are, that's the really big river. <laughs> yes, Trick. <laughs> that's the Perimon Sea, that is. Maynard has eschewed his 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 big uh 
crimson and gold robe stuffed into the bag of holding and just sort of walking around in in his trousers and a shirtless and shirtless a sleeveless vest with a parasol already like lobster red from the sun (laughs) like 10 minutes in it oh i mean fortunately nobody in this party is ginger (laughs) as we have established (laughs) this party which has just gone somewhere lovely and sunny consists of three redheads and a drow Ember is disappointed that they have just bought a fancy new cloak that they will not wear in this weather. Oh, sadness. Oh. Honestly, I'm surprised more drow aren't agoraphobic. Why do you think you don't see any of them outdoors? It's just you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The reason you're the only one out here. <laughs> She's fine as long as he doesn't look like... As long as we don't go up anywhere super high... He's okay. Like, as long as he can just pretend it's just like this one street and then the next street and it's fine. But he that doesn't like long open. distance views. Like, yeah. you get where you look out over the beautiful harbor into the yeah. distance. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's an interesting shop. Oh, that other interesting shop is very interesting. Let's look over here. Look what beautiful papers <laughs> they have here. Catastrophic <laughs> cobblestones. Catastrophobia, the fear of falling into the sky. Oh. Or anap- oh, anap- anaplophobia, the fear of looking at the sky. There you go. Is religiously required to look at the sky? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are some reasons we would like to look at the sky. It's got portents in it, isn't it? It's just the sun that's not so great. Mm. Not everywhere can have magical wells. Well, I guess the well's not magical. Wells with magical fish in them. True. The drow do have fish that tell the fortune. Uh, tell fortunes. <laughs> they have oracle fish. That's yeah. Good. Anyway. Okay. You can all pick up regular, ordinary, unremarkable, warm weather clothing for taking the cost straight out of the book at the ridiculously low value that the book sets clothes for five silver pieces. Five silver pieces. You can buy the cloth of five silver pieces. I know, I know. The book upsets me so much. I mean, you're the DM. You could just say it costs more. Oh dear. I'll tell you what though, actually, this is kind of like fantasy late renaissance, so we might be moving into um, more complex kinds of loom, which would drive prices down a bit. Even so. Even so. Maybe you've been really savvy and found a second-hand shop for your clothes. <laughs> this is like the this is like the 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 um the podcast for the people who are to one extent or another into historical reenactments and or textiles. <laughs> and just like, if you'd like to be offended by the price of clothing in our pseudo-historical setting. This is the podcast for you. You have purchased new clothing. Um, you've got lodgings. You've got more comfortable clothing. Um, it is, by this point, given you did a lot of shopping before you set off. Um, probably coming up to sunset. And of course, as you may or may not have realized, and the listeners may or may not have realized, one of the consequences of this being a flat world, it is the same time of year and the same time of day on the whole world. Is it summer? Oh god, it's only it's just July. Only... Yeah. It is yeah. July everywhere. And July is summer everywhere. But also you don't have jet lag. 
<laughs> no one has ever had jet lag. What if they come? What if they come from the Feywild? Time weird in the Feywild. I'm not sure the Feywild technically has a diurnal cycle at all. Yeah, no, it's can... just kind of stuck in. It's, it's it's a perpetual sunset in the Feywild. Well, Sounds go. unnatural. Actually, no. Bugger off. We've experienced jet lag. <laughs> You experienced being underground. That's not the same thing. <laughs> oh no, that's right. We had cave adaptation. Okay, real. You were going to look for Odysseus, or at least yes. clues to the location of an Odysseus. Yes, uh, with our new uh, with our new clothes that are much less stifling, we are going to go, uh, or at least real is going to go hunting for pro- probably the only other even even part drow in this city. <laughs> Okay, roll me an investigation check, please. Okey-dokey. Uh That's a 15. Okay, okay. So I think for a 15, you can find... You know the kind of places that Odysseus tends to perform. You know that he is not going to be in whatever extremely fancy and expensive places are up the top of the hill. He's going to be much more in, you know, performing in the kinds of places that you would be staying is more his scene. Mm-hmm. So you're looking around for um, little street theatres, little taverns that hold shows, you know, the, the kind of places that are that is hosting casual performances. Um, and it takes you a bit of looking around because you're not really familiar with the where those places would be in this particular city because you are hundreds of miles south now and the, the culture is a little different so it, it takes you a little bit of searching and asking questions um but you are pretty sure that you're on the right track after a couple of hours um and you you, you are you find essentially an enclosed courtyard with a performance space in the center so you have three or four different food and drink establishments that face onto this courtyard. And then in the middle, there is a a low, shallow, a shallow bowl dug or or set into the paving of the courtyard so that you can sit comfortably on the edge of it and someone could be in the middle performing. Hmm. And they appear to, uh, you know, you ask around at the establishments around this courtyard because you were pointed in this direction you can satisfy yourself uh that a half drow matching the description of the puppeteer that you're looking for has performed here two or three times in recent weeks and will probably be back within the next few days uh but they're not sure where he lodges in the meantime all right that's uh it's good enough we'll just check back Okay. I would say you can go ahead and take a long rest in your... If you you have no way to compare as to whether this is a stifling room compared to other rooms in this city, or just because it's so hot down here. But you spend a a less comfortable night than you might have hoped, because it's just it's very sticky and warm. And at least one of you probably has to keep getting up in the night to drink something. Oh, sounds nice. But you can sleep, you can wake, you have all of your spells back if you've used them. And uh, what would you like to do with the day? 
I think we ought to research the how much it's going to cost us to get where we're going. Even if we aren't I, going today, we should know how much. Yeah, I think that Maynard would probably have more experience asking things about boats. Mm. Definitely. I'm very much like looking to Maynard on this one. Although, also, side note regarding Maynard, is our room large enough to put up a hut, a magic hut? No. No. It's because it's the only form of air conditioning we have available to us. <laughs> Unfortunately, the tiny hut is huge. Oh yeah, it's but... more like a tiny house or a very large hut. It, it's got a footprint that's like the size of my house. Leonard's enormous hut. It has 300 plus square feet of floor space. I think it's, pres- usually pres- it's usually presuming that you're hiding a cart and horses and stuff in it as well. I think it's just because this game is written by Californians and they don't realise how big that is. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Would you, Maynard, care to roll me an investigation check? Yes. 17. Okay. So you can establish that there are regular shipping routes. Now, this is on the assumption that you are still heading for the Spire, which is the place in the centre of the world. Yes? You haven't changed your mind? Correct. It's called the Spindle. Yes, it is. I just can't read my own writing. Is there a name for the island or continent that the Spindle is on? Uh, The continent is Arania. Um, And you can establish that there are regular, regular shipping routes to Perdonium which is a small-ish town. There's a fair amount of trade goes through it, but the town itself is pretty small, which is at the mouth of the river that leads up to that lake, that central freshwater lake that the the spindle is on. Alternatively, uh, you can also take ship to Crix, which belongs to the other big political grouping. So Perdonium belongs to Teltherum Fidelis, which is the, the sort of unified remnant of the old empire. Uh, Crix is part of the Triple Braid grouping of states, uh, which was n- never really conquered by, by the Telverums. That's a, very, that's a different, very different sort of cultural outlook and history. Um, and Crix is another uh, port city on Arania. Uh, it's further to the south. It's not as direct a route to to the spindle um but th- those are the two like big routes in the right direction that you See, would Crick, have available to you Crick sounds a lot cooler but on the other hand Perdonis sounds a lot more sensible so i suppose my vote is for Perdonis. Perdonium. Perdonium. yeah is there a cost difference yeah how much is the is is a uh, passage hey that is in the book <laughs> you still have to do math for it, but yeah. It'll be about 20 gold each. Okay. I've Reasonable. For myself, anyway. Yeah, and Maynard, you, you, you don't feel like you're being um, scammed with that kind of offer. That, that feels to you like the right ballpark for, for the service you're asking for. Great. I know that I was all for, like, having a chill and relaxed time. That was when I was in a nice city with a sensible climate. So 
I feel like Trick's more more ready to just get on with it now. Although he's very aware that they're just traveling further south. Is Trick not thrilled by the uh, offer of of heavily spiced fish kebabs? Hey, could we maybe go to Ketson? Ketson's like a good place to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Why Gatto? do you want to because of as far south as Trick is from the north and might be comfortable, that's why. <laughs> also, Ketson presumably has the advantage of being underground, so, you know, because <laughs> it is in our city, and therefore, um, I have to tell you, there are not currently any ships departing for Ketson. <laughs> <laughs> as it is underground and a long way away. Yeah, we don't really that, do that. Used to, have a, um, used, to have a, used to have a port, so, you know. <laughs> Barrelquin's about as far from Kevin as it's possible to be. And not be well, no, I'm just saying that being underground doesn't mean you can't have a port. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. However, in this case, you do not find any ships going to Gatazin. You might, if you asked it around, be a very able serious to... suggestion. There may be someone going to Gato if you are willing to ask around for long enough, but you might you might have Again, to change it doesn't really... We have a particular somewhere. reason to go there. It merely has the advantage of not being along the equator. Or I yeah. guess the... I guess the, this is this not a world with an equator. This is a world with with hot poles and cold poles, and you are much closer to a cold hot pole than uh, than you were. Has a sun mine. You'll know what I'm saying is, as you move oh. towards the middle of the world, it'll get cooler again. Ooh, well, that's because the sun is physically closer uh, east and west because of sunrise and sunset, so it's hotter there. Oh yeah. yeah. So the middle of the world is perfectly temperate and comfortable. So you expect to get. Oh no! Oh, that's great. You go central. Yeah, you're, you're, it's not that you're going more equatorial. You are going less polar, less hot polar, less hotwoods. Okay. Yes, and you would know this just from the conversation you've had with with um, sailors, just to get this information. Um, although you'll be able to get by in Polonium in common because you know around the docks people will speak w- whatever language. I'm you may encounter a language barrier. The triple so braid, of course, the triple braid has its own language that is even less related. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I speak Elvish. That will probably help because the Elvish is actually a global language because the elves are nomadic and they move around enough to maintain their language. Like they they mix with themselves enough that mm-hmm. all the I various elves. Elven... Yeah, and all the various elven olds basically speak the same language. So Elvish is I a, think we... a global language. Yeah, that's more like American English versus British English versus... Yeah, it's a dialect thing. Australian elves. I think we all speak Elvish. Mm-hmm. I think it's halfling that one of you doesn't, yeah. I think we're going to the place on the mouth of the thing, which I already forgot. Yeah, but not now, we can wait a few days. Do you want to wait a few days? It's very hot here. Yes, I do want to wait a few days, Trick. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Well, fine. Why do we have to stay? I mean, we don't have to stay, but... You want to stay? I mean, just for a day or two. We all need to get some ventriloquism lessons. I mean, we already had a conversation about priorities concerning the the robbery. (laughs) It's maybe like a disappointed... (laughs) (laughs) Relatively speaking, it would have less... It's going to be less time. 
we can afford a day or two to rest and recover our bearings. We only just got back from the underdog, you know. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Also, then Rill can see his boyfriend. Thank you, Ember. Very helpful. There's a lot of reasons that we could stay and relax here, and that is just one of them. Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) Come on, Maynard. Don't you want to, like, you can go sightseeing. Come on, have some fun. I have plenty of fun. I have just enough fun. I just mm-hmm. want to keep going. That's all. As hot and gross as the weather is here, I do think some rest would be beneficial on a more serious note. Mm. Fine. I mean, it's not like it's my decision anyway, but I'm the only person who wants to keep going, so... Okay. Okay. Well, just just, just a couple days. couple days. Okay, and I think we'll pick up there next episode. Yay! Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project. All trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always, if you enjoy our show, share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. You should get something for your horse. Something for my horse! Oh my god, that's such a good idea!